Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. You know, the fall will be here before you know it, and the temperatures will start to drop and get a little bit cooler. So swing on by Leon Tailoring to get you something warm that will not burn a hole in your pocket. Maybe it's a nice little bit of a heavier jacket, or maybe a heavier blouse or skirt, or no matter what it is, maybe a nice sweater. No matter what it is, you can get it at Leon Tailoring. Get it ready-made or custom-made or tailor-made. Just go on in, tell them Abdul sent you, and they'll take care of you, and they'll be happy to do it as well. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Yeah, I'll just kind of open up some questions before I do that. I just want to um, compliment our members of our caucus who've done quite well in getting some bills passed. You probably noticed that. And uh, always good to work with the majority caucus um, and working uh, with them in conjunction with the, the, the chairs of those committees. Our members, I think, are doing an outstanding job of, of uh, presenting their bills and getting them passed. So very happy about that. Um, and um, again, before I open up to questions, just still concerned with some of the cultural divisions. Uh, divisive issues that are coming uh, forward that we've seen so far this week and again next week. So we'll see where we are at that and be happy to answer any questions that you might have. Uh, Senator Mishler had some criticism for the state's voucher program and allowed mm -hmm. he wrote to his constituents this week. Uh, do you think there should be more accountability on the school voucher program? Absolutely. Um, we have pushed for accountability year after year after year. Um, shoot, I think this even goes back to um, uh, a few years ago with um, uh, I know with the voucher, excuse me, voucher dollars that were going to uh, one of the Catholic schools up in Fort Wayne, and uh, it was basically admitted that those dollars were being used to uh, uh, repair the building of the steeple, something like that, if I recall. So yeah, year after year, we always push for accountability, uh, whether it's um, uh, private schools, even charter schools, and uh, we should. You know, we're, we're about accountability with our tax dollars, and we should con continue to push for any effort like that. Yep. Any concerns you have going into the budget rollout next week? Well, I mean, again, the, the biggest concern is, is that we want to make sure that the priorities that we've pushed, we're hoping that we will be in. Um, obviously, we'll, you'll, sh you'll see those in our amendment that comes out. Uh, but, of course, you know, that we would like to see those in the Republican uh, budget bill. So, uh, again, what we can do to strengthen public education, um, uh, health care, you know, we again, I've stressed that over and over where we rank uh, uh, statewide in our health care numbers. So uh, there are all kinds of things that we can do. We have a really good opportunity uh, with the budget surplus that we have to do some uh, great things, and uh, let's just hope that we see it. So uh, close to 100 faith leaders penned a letter, signed it, sending it to the General Assembly, calling um, some of the bills that are dealing with transgender youth uh, a slate of hate that's, that's coming out of here and urging lawmakers not to take action on some of those bills. Res response to that, have you seen the letter? I have not seen the letter. Um, you know, we're, we're uh, looking at the bills very closely. Um, I know we'll have one on third... Uh, reading on Monday, uh, there's a lot of vagueness in, in there that I've known, that I've seen. Uh, there's potential for more lawsuits with who you can uh, you can bring a lawsuit against uh, teachers and things like that. Um, uh, so there's it, it, it's wide open. It's very vague, and I think it's gonna uh, could put us on a very dangerous path here. Um, but we'll you know and, and by the way, um, uh, when I for myself, I know our, our caucus members, um, we've talked about the value of parents in a, in a lot of these decisions uh, with regards to kids' education, all those things. Um, but we also want to make sure that um, kids are being treated fairly as well. And I do think that there's some questions there where we could be heading down kind of a dangerous path with the, the particular bill we're going to hear on Monday. What are your thoughts on the marijuana hearing that happened this week? 
I will, you know, look, I've been around long enough to know that um, sometimes when we pass bills, we have to come back next year to fix them. Sometimes we'll hear, we will hear a bill and it's delayed till the, um, the following uh, session. So uh, baby steps, you know, I'm very happy that it was finally given a hearing. You know, we've had summer study meetings, uh, you know, in the past, um, but never a bill being heard. So it's a good first step. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens. Who knows, either later this session or even again next year. I think it's a good first step, though. What's Do you think that there would be support? Do you think uh, marijuana decriminalization or legalization would pass the legislature if it came up for a vote? Well, that's a great... just uh, leadership blocking it? I can't speak for the House Republican, uh, the, the speaker and I haven't really talked about that, but... Um, I don't. That's a good question. I know that the majority, if not all, of our caucus members are uh, in favor, um, and uh, you know, with our thirty and, and and some of their uh, votes, you know, it could pass. I, I wouldn't be surprised, frankly. I, but I don't know. I can. I can't really speak for for their caucus and um, uh, the reason. I will just reiterate, though. I do think it's a pretty good first step. I'm glad we've had the hearing. Uh, I was told it's a pretty good testimony, and um, it's a good first step. What's your reaction to the unanimous vote on the 21st Century Scholars Bill? Um, and I know there was a lot of talk about this over the summer. Um, uh, you know, I, I was thinking uh, earlier today about being at a news conference back in the early 90s. Uh, my dad was a state rep, and Governor Bai came up, and and uh, he had some students there. One was wearing a T-shirt, and on the back of it said all the things that you know you have to have to do um, with regards to attendance and things like that, the requirements. And uh, you know, when we talk about um, uh, a well-trained uh, workforce, educated workforce, you know, these are the things that we have to do to make sure that uh, our students are. Um, want to they'd be able to have access to college and a four-year de degree um, those are the type of things that I hear companies around the state asking for Eli Lilly and others say you know uh, we need to, to shore up uh, our college students and make sure that they stay here retention all those things so I think the, this bill is part of that and will help uh, tremendously Morales has hired his brother-in-law to be a co-director in a division in his office the state's nepotism law doesn't include brother-in-law as a relative Son-in-law, daughter-in-law. Do we need to add brother-in-law? Does the law need to be strengthened? Yeah, I do. Uh, and um, you know, I, I, I you know, I don't want to disparage anybody, but you know, Mr. Diego's had some, Mr. Uh, Morales, excuse me, has had some issues. Obviously, some questions about his. Uh, his background, you know, during the campaign, things like that. And, um, you know, I hate to see that we're already six weeks into his administration. And um, there's some questions about, you know, hiring practices. Um, you know, it, it is someone who has managed a lot of people um, over the years. It's very difficult when your relative is someone now that reports to you. Uh, it creates a lot of conflicts, and there's just going to be a lot of problems with that. And I think you should uh, rethink that. And then legislatively, we should do everything we can to kind of strengthen the nepotism law so that it includes those type of things so we don't have to worry about this in the future. So how you feeling close to halftime? So here what I would say. You ask me this every year. Um, some might say, you know, that maybe the surprise so far is um, uh, the success that House Democrats have had passing bills. Uh, I would say not surprised. I mean, we have um, a, a lot of great ideas. We uh, said we want to be pragmatic problem solvers. And that's, you know, the bills that you see that we've done are trying to um, 
move the state forward, uh, solve, solve problems uh, that we see that are out there. And, um, and again, appreciate the, fo the, the, the chairs of, of, the, uh, of the committees that are allowing our bills to be heard and, and the speaker as well. He, he's the ultimate decision maker on those. I appreciate uh, him letting us you know, do these and move these bills along. But maybe that's the biggest headline you know, so far. Um, we've got a long ways to go. Maybe it's going to be um, March 14th before we have that uh, big news headline. Who knows? This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.